This is episode 146, special series, The Obstacles to Gratitude, part three. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on today's show, the Dance of Life podcast. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I will be your host. So grateful to have you here as we explore and continually explore. This is part three of a series on obstacles that I'm unpacking from my recent book, The Gratitude Map. So if you haven't checked it out, go to thegratitudemap.com. It's a free book. You can pay for shipping, but it's free. It comes with a ton of free resources, a lot of good stuff in there to help you jumpstart your life. And one of the big ones that we go through in the very beginning is obstacles. You know, obstacles are part of life. They're, They're not something we can control in that sense, but we can control how to deal with them. So I have a very inspiring quote from an inspiring individual, Christopher Reeve. And that is that a hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure despite overwhelming obstacles. And again, that's from Christopher Reeve, but really it points to this whole idea of you can't control obstacles, but you can control how you respond to them. And that's ultimately what we want to work here is get you present to the top eight obstacles to your happiness, to your fulfillment, to your ability to be grateful, to your ability to be present and appreciate uh, you know, these are the, the main things that you're going to continually have to work through on a, on a daily basis. And again, it's not so much these these comprise together what I've called the swamp. You know, I've got a cool little illustration in the book of this murky, dark place. But really, that's a metaphor for this state of being. And it's just a general state of being. There's a quote by Albert Einstein that I often use, which is, you know, you can see life is a miracle or you can see that nothing is a miracle. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing it. But the point is there's only two ways to live life. There's either you're in appreciation and you know, you're happy, you're fulfilled, you're grateful, or you're unhappy, you're stressed, you're anxious, you're preoccupied, you're complaining, you're in scarcity mode. So these are just different flavors of the swamp, which is that collection of negative states of being. And you can wander into it in, in multiple different directions. But the point is that you're going to wander it regardless. So how do you get out of it? How do you navigate back out? How do you get back to center? How do you get back to that appreciation? And part of that is seeing that these obstacles have something to offer you. You know, they each are a gift in the sense that they remind us of their opposite. You know, so again, they're momentum states. You've heard me talk about this before. It's the sense that if I'm leaning forward and I'm off balance, then the correcting action is to lean backward a little bit and to correct my alignment. Well, your mind has different alignments as well. And when it is aligned, quote unquote, let's say in scarcity, there's a scarcity mode or scarcity mindset. I'm sure you've heard about that. That's an alignment. That's a mental alignment. And in order to change that, you know, what can we do? What is the opposing movement, so to speak, or the opposing alignment that can change that? And we're going to learn about that today. So first, you know, Scarcity and complaining. What what is scarcity? You've heard about that, you know, and scarcity is a mindset. It's basically an old mindset that's been around there for millions of years of conserving ourselves, of preserving, being safe, uh, surviving, you know, making sure we don't lose anything. This was very useful uh, when we were looking for resources and when we were, you know, basically trying to survive. 
And a lot of that stuff, unfortunately, is not as useful anymore, but yet it's still very active in our brains. So I'll give you a quick example. You know, let's say you go to Walmart or whatever else and you want to buy something and you you expect it to be a certain price, right? And you go to the store and it's totally not the same price or you end up spending way more money. Let's say you, you're you at the store, you buy your thing and then you end up spending way more money, but then you, you have buyer's remorse and you feel bad that you spent all this money. But you're at the cash register and then they ask you, hey, would you like to donate a dollar to, you know, St. Mary's Food Bank or something like that? Well, maybe if you hadn't bought all that stuff or if the, the thing that you expected to buy was discounted like you had expected it to be, you'd be feeling very generous. But let's say in the other situation where you had buyer's remorse or you feel, you know, you're upset that you had to pay way more than what it was owed, even if you have a ton of money in the bank, if your mind aligns to scarcity, now you're like, oh man, I got I to conserve now. I've spent way more than I have to. There's that little trigger in the back of your brain that shifts you into scarcity mode. So, I mean, it can, I'm not saying it will, but that happens often. And there's many situations like that in our lives. Scarcity is a, is a profoundly engraved thing in our lives, guys. I mean, it's, it is everywhere. You know, you, when you're driving through traffic and somebody cuts you off, now you experience scarcity of space in the sense that, oh, somebody took my space. I'm in survival mode now. That's why traffic is so stressful. Because it's constant, we're constantly under scarcity. We're constantly under preoccupation. All these different obstacles are, you know, they can layer uh, one on top of each other in a particular situation. But scarcity is a big one. So when you're in scarcity mindset, the thing to remember about scarcity is that it doesn't have anything to do with what you have necessarily, right? It's just a short-term impulsive reaction to a perceived loss, right? So short-term impulsive reaction to a perceived loss, meaning your mind has gotten distracted by the short-term change about what's happening. So now you're in, in the scarcity mode and assuming that life itself is short on opportunities. Life is short on space, on deals, on finances, on people, whatever. So we make a general statement about life from a short-term situation. And that is very dangerous because it shifts your vibration, shifts your mentality um, you know, about who you are, about what you're capable of doing, about what there is available for you. And it's very, very difficult to be grateful. You can't be grateful if you're, you know, you're either, like I said, Albert Einstein, either you see life as a miracle or you see that it's not. So when you're in scarcity, nothing is a miracle. Everything is dangerous. Everything's out to get you. There's not enough of something, whether you're not enough. And so when you're in that perspective, you can't be grateful, you can't be appreciative, you can't be happy, even if you have a lot, which is the crazy part, and that's how the brain works. So the other side of the coin, the other, the other obstacle that I want to introduce you guys to is complaining. So complaining is, is a, a huge, huge obstacle that you definitely want to avoid. One thing that you want to be clear on with complaining, which is kind of a neat little fact that I, when I'm looking at this obstacle and I wrote about it, is that Complaining is kind of secondary in the sense that you don't complain unless you're already having an experience of one of these other obstacles we're going to get into. So for example, if you are in scarcity or if you are fatigued or if you are preoccupied, then if you allow that to build up in your, you know, in your mind, in your system, the natural tendency may be to complain, 
to let that energy out. Complaining is literally just letting energy out, negative energy, worry, anxiety, anger, whatever else builds up in your mind and your heart. It builds up to a critical mass and it has to be released. Energy has to go somewhere. So it gets released through your words, through your language. And we do that, you know, just naturally because that's the way energy flows. But why this is so important is because complaining itself doesn't just happen. So that's very empowering because if we can master these other obstacles, we can master our response and we can allow them to fizzle back down before they reach that critical mass, we can avoid bringing complaining to the surface. Because the problem with complaining, although it's secondary, meaning that if you do a good job of policing the other obstacles, you aren't going to experience complaining too much. So that in that sense, it's good, but there's a double-edged sword. If you do let get let yourself get to the point where you're complaining, now you're you're wiring your brain differently. Complaining is an accelerator. It makes things, you know, worse in the sense because you're wiring them through language. You, how you speak, how you how you write about the world, you know, complaining can be through writing as well. I mean, look at social media for an example. It's any day there's always somebody writing. And that's so toxic for your for your ability to be happy because look, when you're writing or you're speaking, you are training your brain and shaping. If you can imagine a pair of glasses and they're made out of words, right? So the frame is made out of words. So how, what you see and how you see it is literally made out of the words that you continually speak about and write about. So when you complain, this is a very dangerous habit because it literally wires your brain to see the negative. And then you see more negative and then you complain more. And you see, so it's a downward spiral. It's literally a downward spiral. So you want to avoid complaining as much as possible. So, you know, rather than complain, so when we look at these two, one of the things we talk about with all these obstacles throughout these episodes is that they offer us a window into a gift, right? Based on the opposite. Like what is the opposite that we need to do to get back to balance as if you were trying to stand up from a, being an off-balance position? Well, if I look at complaining, you know, when we complain, what do we do? We blame something, right? We assign accountability or responsibility somewhere else. And uh, and we're basically, in some sense, being inauthentic. You know, you're not really taking responsibility for your own actions because it's it's a lot easier and a lot more comfortable to blame an external thing that you can't control. And, you know, we, we, we often opt for doing that because taking the time and mental energy to acknowledge our own fault, our own ignorance, our own whatever issues with that is a lot harder. It's, it's a lot more difficult on the soul, that kind of stuff. So we often opt for the easy way out. But, you know, this is where we can learn a very valuable lesson on vulnerability. Being vulnerable it has a wide variety, you know, and it relates to all these kind of go together because scarcity, the opposite of scarcity is courage. You know, when you're feeling like pulling back and getting small and pulling all your resources, do the opposite. Risk, be courageous, open your heart. You know, that is the, that is the way you solve scarcity. It's not by, the, scarcity is self-defeating. You know, so is complaining. They're all, all these obstacles are self-defeating. What I mean by that is, they're all downward spirals. If you allow them to run their course, they're just going to dissolve to nothing. You know, so when you're in scarcity mode and you act out of scarcity, it just creates more problems. It creates more scarcity. So at some point, you have to turn around and walk the opposite direction. You have to walk through your fears. They say life begins on the other side of fear, which is courage. You have to turn around from that giant mouth that's chasing you and walk through it. And that's what courage is. And the same with 
being vulnerable. Being vulnerable, it relates to complaining. And that that's a form of courage as well. It's in the sense of being able to take a risk and look within and admit something that maybe that you had a part to play in it or take responsibility. You know, that's that's a risk. That's being employing courage. It's employing your heart. You know, so when we complain, again, we assign blame. So the opposite of that is taking accountability. And that requires vulnerability to be authentic. Truly to be authentic, to look at the situation and to look authentically, that takes courage. It's not easy. But what it all boils down to, again, just like the other obstacles that we reviewed, there's there's one thing that you can do that kind of sums this up. And it's basically get in the habit, the practice of taking risks. You know, so the first episode, we talked about inherent nature and preoccupation. And, you know, we talked about the practice for that is really taking time to reflect, to be present. That's going to help you practice acceptance. It's going to help you practice getting present, literally, right? The second episode, um, you know, we talked about fatigue and desensitization and how the practice for that was basically life rules, you know, learning, okay, what are my destructive freedoms? What are the things that I'm allowing in my life uh, that are letting everything derail that I maybe I don't realize, you know, what are those freedoms and what can I do to change it so that I have more balance in my life, that I don't experience so much fatigue, that I don't experience so much desensitization, I can appreciate things more. So I have a little more discipline, a little more mindfulness. Well, in this part with scarcity and complaining, both of these are, you know, kind of functions of the heart, you know, in the sense like when your heart is hurt, when you feel the scarcity, when you feel, oh my gosh, I'm losing, I'm, I'm, I'm small, I, I don't have enough, and, you, and your heart is hurt, and you allow that hurt energy to escape through your throat, through your talking, and you're verbalizing, you're expressing it. All that relates to being more courageous. You know, your courage is a huge part of gratitude. It's a huge part of generosity. It's a huge part of living a transformed life, of having a successful business, having a successful you know, relationship, having a great body, whatever else. It all requires continual exercise of courage and vulnerability. You've got to be vulnerable. If you, if you don't opt to be vulnerable, if you don't opt to be courageous, your life will be limited. It's not going to go anywhere. Again, remember those two things. You have limiting beliefs and destructive freedoms. Those are the two walls, quote unquote, that determine how high and how low your life wave goes. And the top one, we didn't talk about it in the last episode so much, limiting beliefs. But in, in a way, you know, you're complaining is kind of like a limiting belief. Rather than taking accountability and being vulnerable, which expands that life wave, it allows you to reach new because you're taking a risk. You're not you're not settling for that limiting belief, for that wall that you've set up for yourself, that the mind has set up for yourself. So you have to be careful because the mind is a rascal. It does these things automatically. So it's all about taking risks. Get in the habit of continually taking risks. Like I said, the other ob- the other obstacles we talked about was get in the habit of being present, get in the habit of having good life rules. And this one is about getting in the habit of taking risks continually. You know, if you take risks continually, and I'm not talking like risks like go bungee diving, but, you know, emotional risk, be open, be vulnerable, you know, be courageous, take action. Whether that's something as small as walking up to somebody and, and talking to them or you know, getting on front of stage and, and doing public speaking, whatever, you know, standing up for something that you believe. Ultimately, it's all about taking risks. And that's what's going to practice your heart energy. It's going to practice opening you up and allowing you to continually navigate away from scarcity. You know, if you're if you're a type of person that 
uh, take risks and you're courageous and you're vulnerable and you make a habit of trying to be authentic in everything you do, it is very difficult to sink into scarcity and stay there very long, let's put it that way, and complaining. Because if you're courageous, if you're in the habit of taking risks and taking accountability, uh, you're not going to opt for complaining. You can rewire your brain. And this this takes a little while. Again, it's all about practice. That's why I've decided to start this series. You know, I have a ton of free resources on the site. If you go on my website, uh, danceoflife.com, there's a free workbook there, three free audio lessons you can download, all free stuff. TheGratitudeMap.com has a free book and a ton of free resources. It's included with the book. You know, just pay for shipping. So you have the Daily Gratitude Practice Facebook group. All that stuff is designed to help you practice. And it takes a little while. And you know, it took me out. Know, complaining was a big part of my life uh, about how I grew up. You know, my parents complained. The people around me complained. So it was something that I had to rewire. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not something that I'm perfect at. I can tell you that I, there's still days where I'm like, ah, you know, I'm tempted to complain, but I really catch myself. And I can tell you after practicing this stuff for several years now, it doesn't come as naturally to me to complain. There's a red flag that starts to develop. That's like, Ooh, I don't want to do that. I just, I just don't want to do that. I'm just, what can I do differently? What can I take an action on? You know, because you start to feel icky. You start to feel icky inside because complaining changes your frequency. You know, you're powerless when you complain. It literally doesn't do anything for you other than get you some very base minimal level of comfort in knowing that you are right and that person's wrong or, you know, some uh, something you can blame. But it's, it doesn't really do anything for you. So you have to watch complaining. And all that is done by practicing your heart, practicing taking courage and risking and being vulnerable, being authentic on a regular basis. All these themes are going to come back when we start looking at how to build a daily gratitude practice. So we got one more episode in this four-part series on obstacles, and that's going to be next week. But uh, after that, I'm going to start a bigger series on how to build a daily gratitude practice. We're basically going through all 12 habits. We're going to be going through uh, the 12 habits in this book that I wrote. They're all fundamental, time-proven habits, very powerful and simple habits. And I'm going to give you specific suggestions on how to create that uh, in those episodes. But basically, all this stuff is about practice. You're going to notice the similar themes, and one of those big themes is practice. So I hope this has inspired you, inspired you to, to take on, you know, ask yourself when you are looking through these, you're listening to these different obstacles, which one in your life right now is like, man, I, I, I do happen to get into that one a lot. Again, you can't avoid these obstacles, but you can control how you respond to them. And for many of us, we're going to have one or two or three that that's like our default mode, like complaining, or I get into scarcity mode, or I get, you know, fatigue is my big challenge or preoccupation. I'm just always worrying and anxiety. So you got to find which one is it for you or two or three, whatever. Uh, but, you know, mostly it's going to be just a couple or like one to three, I would say, that are dominating your life and that are taking you away from being able to appreciate, to be grateful, to be successful, to be creative, to be productive. Look, gratitude is a huge part of motivation and productivity. In the book, I have a whole part dedicated to the science of gratitude because I wanted to add that in there uh, as as weight to this idea that, hey, gratitude is not just this cute little life hack, but it's it's something that truly is the other side of the coin to being successful. This whole podcast is about creating a life you love. It's about living a transformed life, being successful, taking action, all that good stuff. Absolutely. And part of that is strategies. Uh, but the other part is also learning to appreciate the way there. That's why gratitude is a fundamental part of everything that I do. 
you have to learn to be grateful and appreciate. Otherwise, all those strategies and success and achievements, they don't mean anything. Uh, and I and I have been in that situation myself. I've met people like that. And it's, you know, you want to continually work on your ability to appreciate. That's the fundamental rule. You see that in everybody who's been successful and happy and enjoys that they have the ability to appreciate. That's so fundamental for life. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Again, learn to take risks and utilize your heart. Be courageous. When you feel that you're that you're starting to be small, that you're treating yourself in a small way, that you are vibrating lower, that you're changing that music on that radio station. Learn to do the opposite instead, which is courage, which is vulnerability, which is taking accountability, which is all these things that we've been talking about. Do the opposite instead and watch it blossom your life. So hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We're going to continue with our four-part series on obstacles in the next episode. We're going to be talking about attachment and cynicism, some really big ones. Check out those free resources, danceoflife.com or thegratitudemap.com. A lot of great stuff for you guys there. Join the Facebook group. I'm happy to have people in there. We do uh, gratitude challenges. Every, Every day we do something fun and everybody's there supporting each other and keeping this practice alive in your life. So hope you enjoy it. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a wonderful rest of your day. episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.